Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to a awesome, a spectacular, and a very special episode of Geek Vibes Live. It is the What the Hell Another 10 Years Have Passed GVN Awards. Yes, 10 years has passed. We are no longer in the 2010s. We are in 2020, and I haven't aged a day. I don't have gray hairs or anything. You don't have gray hairs. We're all good. We are all still as young as we were when we started this decade, so it's all good. But 10 years have passed, unfortunately, and also fortunately, because we had so many amazing movies, TV shows, video games, just a plethora of awesome shit. And we at Geek Vibes Nation did uh, awards, we did polls, and we are here to read the results for you guys tonight. And it would probably be helpful if I said what my name is. So I'm your host, Tia, and I have to really just introduce the finest of the fine at Geek Vibes Nation, my co-host. Let's go through the roundtable right now. We have the man, the myth, the legend. Kanan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I I guess I am the myth because I haven't actually done a podcast in probably oh, I don't know two or three two or three months. So yeah, it's it's been a while, but uh, looking forward to doing this. I wasn't going to miss this, so uh, happy to uh, get it started. And I will say that I think Tia is more nervous doing these awards than she is doing an interview. <laughs> yes, I would absolutely agree with you that I was 100% more nervous doing this than doing any sort of interview. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Now I'm even more nervous. Everyone, uh, stakes are on Canaan tonight, so make sure you look at your phone and wait for the money to come in. Um, (laughs) let's, Let's keep going here. We have another gentleman who doesn't often join us but is always a pleasure when he does marty welcome how are you tonight i'm doing good i've been looking forward to this we uh uh started this probably about a month or so ago and uh, i was excited to see what the van the fans decided and now we're, we're going to reveal it awesome awesome yes very happy to have you on with us and to round out the three Southern gentlemen that are joining me tonight. I have the man who probably sees more movies in one month than I do in a year. 
Dom, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. And I've been making these lists for like the past couple of weeks now, and I'm glad that I didn't have to try to have a final say in who won. So I'm glad the fans got to do this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where there were some categories that I feel like there was a sure winner and then others that pretty much the one person won by like a split hair. Um, and that's what we're going to be going over tonight. And I'm really excited. We have a ton of categories. So I kind of feel like we should just jump right in. Um, I hope everyone has their list in front of them because I'm actually going to go to Kanan first. Um, and our first category is the best performer of the decade. Kanan, who won this illustrious title for us? I mean, of all the, uh, of all the categories, you go to this one. Like, I figured you would have went to the next one, but... I'm going, uh, I'm going in order. This is the list. I'm going gonna, I'm de- I'm gonna to defer this one to Dom, though, uh, because I want to take the next one. So, Dom, I'm going <laughs> to hand the card oh. to you, and Ooh. I want you to go ahead and tell everybody who the best performer of the decade was. All right. So, the performer of the decade is Mahershala Ali. And I, it's crazy because he wasn't my initial pick, but once I saw the results and I looked back at what he had done, I was like, yeah, he definitely deserves this. Uh, And uh, we're doing the runner-ups too? Yes. Uh, So the runner-up was Hugh Jackman in a close second. Yeah, um when we first kind of were doing these polls and I was voting, I think I voted for a different person every time because I couldn't really decide who I thought was the best performer of the decade because they all pretty much deserve it. But I don't think anyone really has had as much of a, like, just as blossoming career in the past decade because I feel like Hugh Jackman, we've known him even before the 2010s. And, um, Mahershal Ali is just, he's fabulous, you know. We we first saw him in Luke Cage, and just to see everything else that he's done, it's just been truly, like, awe-inspiring. And uh, the third season of True Detective, I think, really solidified for me how amazing of an actor he is. And I can't wait for him to be Blade. But, um, Kanan, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Ali winning the Best Performer of the Decade Award? I mean, it was really close because uh, it really kept going back and forth between, uh, at first, Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought he was going to run away with it. Uh, But uh, Ali and Jackman both were uh, neck and neck. And, uh, I mean, honestly, there was a lot of great nominations. Uh, I don't think you could really look at anybody on that list and say they didn't deserve it. I mean, even Charlize Theron, uh, which was the only woman on the list. I mean, there's still a lot of other great actresses that could have been on there, Amy Adams. Uh, had a great decade. Um, Christian Bale. I mean, these are just the people that, that got nominated that we picked. But Ali deserves. I mean, he's great. I mean, you can't say that he didn't have a great decade. Uh, the Green Book uh, winning last year. If you haven't seen that movie, he's terrific in it. In fact, it might be my favorite performance from him. Uh, like you said, Luke Cage. He was great in True Detective. Uh, he's got Blade coming up. So 
uh, the sky's the limit for him. So, honestly, I mean, kudos to everybody. And, uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman coming with the runner-up. I mean, you can't really say that that guy hadn't had a great decade uh, finishing off his role as Wolverine. Um, he just – and everything he's done on uh, Broadway. So, no, uh, great overall. And, uh, I mean, he deserves it. So, like I said, they're, they're, I didn't really feel like there was any upsets because everybody was really good. I completely agree. Uh, as you mentioned, even Christian Bale, I – I think I voted for him a few times. And really quick before I pass it along to Marty, if you guys haven't watched on Netflix, there's this movie called uh, Roxanne, Roxanne. I didn't think it was necessarily the best movie that Netflix has come out with, but um, Mahershal plays like a real bad guy, like a real like scumbag. And even though he played a bad guy in Luke Cage, he still had these like redemption moments, but no redemption moments in Roxanne, Roxanne. So if you're looking to kind of see him in that type of role, I would definitely suggest the movie. But um, Marty, what, do you, uh, what comments do you have for uh, Mr. Ali and also the runner-up, Hugh Jackman? Uh, well, pretty much what uh, was said before, right? I didn't think it, if anybody from that list won, it wouldn't have been an upset to me. But I certainly understood where Mahershala won. Uh, as you said, the first time I'd ever actually seen him was on Luke Cage, and I thought it was great in, uh, in that uh, brutal way to end. Uh, but uh, also, you know, he was great in Hidden Figures. He was great in Green Book. He was great in Moonlight. Of course, he won uh, Best Supporting Actor in Moonlight and in Green Book. Uh, so, yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the fans got it right on this one. Absolutely. Well, we should say that for most award shows, not ours, ours were amazing, but for most award shows, there's some true snubs, but I truly don't think that there was a snub in this one. But moving on, um, I'm going to get to the next category, the category that Kanan really wanted to do, and the one that I will say was a snub, but he will very much disagree with me, um, is the Best Film of the Decade Award. Kanan, what is it? And drum roll, please. The best, and everybody's probably going to look at this, and when we, you know, when they go back and listen, or if they're listening now, you know, they're going to probably be like, that's bull crap. But uh, the best film of the decade ended up being uh, Man of Steel, and I know everybody probably assumes that I went on there and voted for it 80 times. I did not. In fact, I only voted one time on each category. I tried to stay away from it because I didn't want to, to skew anything. I don't know how many times y'all voted. Uh, this is the only time I probably would want Juwan on here because he hated this winning over uh, with the runner-up, which was Logan. But uh, I think as from 2013 to now, I think people look back and I think they appreciate uh, Man of Steel a lot more than what they did at the time. In fact, I think it's aged quite well, uh, and it's probably – no, I'm not even going to say probably. It's still my favorite of the DC movies that have come out so far. So, uh, I mean, there were some great movies on that list, and uh, but no, Man of Steel won. So there's a, there was a lot of Man of Steel fans, I think, that wanted to see this movie get the recognition it deserves, and kudos to everybody that voted. I don't have – I did not write down how many votes everything got, but uh, – but it's my favorite DC movie. Um, it's definitely one of the best films of the decade. Uh, like I said, we could have nominated a thousand movies because there's a lot of great movies. 
these are the ones that we chose based on each person put their input in, and that's the one that won. So, you know, I know everybody's like, oh, my God, how did it win? But like I said, I think if you go back and watch it, I think you would really appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned how many times you voted, because I was going to ask you, all right, Kanan, every day did you go on about 10 times <laughs> and vote? <laughs> Just so that no. it win? <laughs> You know, but it, I guess I should probably go back and rewatch Man of Steel because I think I've only seen it about once. And I will say that for it to have won over Logan, to me, and this is just my opinion, to me, Logan definitely deserved it. But that's just me being biased here. I thought that Logan was an absolute masterpiece, but. I will say the thing about Man of Steel is, yes, it is one of the most solid movies in the DCEU, and Henry Cavill is just amazing. I I will never take Mm -hmm. that away from him. I think that he was a fantastic Superman, and I will sit here along with all the other DC fans and say that we were robbed not getting a Man of Steel, too. But, hey, he's Geralt of Rivia, and I couldn't be happier about that, but... um, Dom, what do you think about Man of Steel? Do you share in the excitement that Kanan shares for this category? So I am going to be that guy that has never seen the the movie in its entirety. Um, from what I have seen, it looked really great, and it's probably one of the only movies um, besides Logan that, for the most part, people that I talk to, Love it. Um, A lot of other, you know, comic book movies, there's arguments that I have with people. But Man of Steel and Logan are usually two that there's a resounding, I loved it. Um, So I can see why it won. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny that we had Man of Steel and it was such a strong entrance to the DCEU. Obviously, we saw what happened after that. But there is um, a great uh, – we're going to have a good DCU now in 2020 moving forward. So we just have to give respect to Man of Steel for what it was and what it did and just how amazing Henry was. But, Marty, what do you think about Man of Steel and it beating out Logan? Uh to be honest with you, I'm, I was kind of like you. I was kind of surprised initially that it, that Logan didn't uh, beat Man of Steel, but I understand it. Uh, I mean, especially you know, considering who our target, target audience is, I can certainly understand why Man of Steel would win. And I I actually like Man of Steel a lot. Uh, my only problem, I didn't even have a problem with Man of Steel of uh, him killing uh, General Zod. My only problem was was the uh, dumb people when he was uh, using his heat vision. Why they didn't just get out of the way? Then he went ahead and kill him in the first place. Uh, but uh, I mean, I can certainly understand. Like I said, I, right? I think that we have been, kind of, as you said, kind of cheated that we haven't got a sequel to it because I, uh, I would have loved to see a sequel to uh, Man of Steel. So I mean, the the people have spoken, so I'm 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 good with that. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen we've seen articles, we've written articles about Henry saying that he would love to return to the character. I'm not sure how possible that is now in the future, but who knows? I mean, it's film, it's cinema, anything is possible, and maybe 
in a few years that could actually come to fruition. I don't think anyone would ever complain about it. So Man of Steel, congratulations for winning the best film of the decade. Um, Marty, I'm going to actually go to you next for this next category because I feel like it's perfect for you to be the one to announce what the best TV show of the decade was. Okay, uh, this one actually I was quite pleased with who they chose one and because to me it basically meant that despite all the issues in the last season, they overlooked that. So the winner of the TV show of the decade was Game of Thrones with the uh, runner-up being Daredevil, which uh, I, that to me was a good choice as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was afraid that people were going to throw away all the goodwill that had been built up just because the last season was was kind of uh, shoddy. Uh, but uh, in the end, that's what they picked Game of Thrones, and I'll be honest with you, that's what I would have picked as well. Yeah, I think that this is one of those categories where I can't be upset over either the winner being Game of Thrones, amazing, and the runner-up being Daredevil, amazing. You guys obviously know I freaking love Daredevil, but I also have loved Game of Thrones, and I wasn't a fan off the bat. You know, I actually think I only started watching it about two years ago, and it still is probably one of my favorite shows of all time, despite the last season um, being kind of disastrous. And you're right, Marty. I think that people look past that because a lot of the problems, I think, were just story-wise. It didn't take away from the actors giving it their all, the sets being amazing, the visuals being amazing, and just the fact that it still was the show that everyone looked forward to every weekend. I think that it's still missed to this day. So Game of Thrones definitely deserves to be the the best TV show of the decade, simply also because, and I'm just going to say this really quick, it is one of those shows that transcended um, people's taste. Like, I have people who are not into nerdy shit, are not into fantasy stuff at all, and yet they were a with Game of Thrones just as we were obsessed with Game of Thrones and I think that's what made it just one of the best shows pretty much ever so yeah Game of Thrones won for the best TV show of the decade Dom what are your thoughts on Game of Thrones winning and then Daredevil also being the runner up Uh, well I I can't (laughs) be mad at it because it did become like the pop culture uh, show of the decade, however, it wasn't my pick <laughs> uh, because simply because I didn't have HBO, so I couldn't watch the show. Um, my pick was The Walking Dead, but I do understand people fell off because uh, it felt like the show started kind of coming off the rails at some point. So I get it. Um, Daredevil, I did love. Uh, I thought it was the grittiness that the the Marvel deserved, aside from. Um, you know, Punisher, um, but I definitely get why Game of Thrones won. You know, I've I'm I'm the person that every time you know I say I haven't seen it, I get attacked. Um, it happens quite often, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I do understand. I feel bad for people, like because I was one of them. 
who didn't watch Game of Thrones, and I always had, like, my cousin who would yell at me and say, how could you, of all people, not be into Game of Thrones? And I'm like, exactly. I don't have HBO. If you want to pay for me to get HBO, I'll watch Game of Thrones. But, if, Dom, if you had asked me maybe three years ago what deserved, I mean, I probably still would have said Daredevil, but I also would have made a stronger argument for The Walking Dead. Obviously... I liked the first two seasons for very obvious reasons of one person who was there. Um, and then I liked it up. <laughs> and then I liked it up until season five. And then I kind of was like, okay, now I'm, now I'm done with this. So I, I would have been on your side maybe about three years ago. if This is when we had done the award show, but yeah, I mean, in the category, now I can't really remember all the ones who were in the category, but they all were strong contenders. So um, I completely agree with you. But, Kanan, what are your thoughts on Game of Thrones winning the best TV show of the decade? I mean, honestly, next to The Walking Dead, it's those are the top two shows of the decade. I mean, I know Stranger Things has come on towards the end and has been pretty strong. Uh, but really, honestly, like the decade was owned by the Big Bang Theory, uh, The Walking Dead, and Game of Thrones. And I mean, you could have made a case for either Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, uh, but they both have kind of suffered from um, writing. And you know, I think people would have probably been okay with the Game of Thrones going a little bit longer. Um, and honestly, Game of Thrones did a real good job of you know just pissing fans off every week, and fans were okay with it because they knew the show was going to continue. But when the final season came, I think a lot of expectations were there and they weren't met. And I think fans got mad. Uh, but what I think heightens them being upset was the fact that um, the cast really wasn't too thrilled with the final season. I think if the cast had been on board, uh, I think fans probably would have been a little bit more open to it. I, I, I didn't hate the last season. Uh, I thought it could have been done much better. Uh, but there were a few really good episodes. I mean, you can't deny the the twist with uh, Arya and the Night King was, was huge. Um, but I'm with Dom. Uh, you know, I, I like Daredevil. I just don't think there was enough seasons for it to even really be considered one of the best for the decade. Walking Dead definitely was there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of suffered um, without Rick, um, Andrew Lincoln being on the show. Uh, you know, hopefully – it'll pick back up with, you know, more scenes with, uh, you know, Negan. But, yeah, I mean, every sh every show that we had listed, uh, I think, was, a con was you know, pretty good. But, yeah, it definitely came down to, to, in my opinion, it came down to Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. And I chose Game of Thrones just because of everything it, it gave us. There were so many good I, – I mean, I know people pick and choose their seasons, but I really enjoyed every season. I thought there was something good about every season – um, that you could take away from it. I mean, and even if there wasn't, I mean, that score, uh, the the battle scenes. So, mm -hmm. I mean, fan, fans fans got it right. I think. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think they showed their love for Daredevil, but in the end, I think Game of Thrones was just too strong. And even that final season, I think fans looked back and said, you know what, there was enough for us to say this was the best show of the decade. I mean, the final season there was certainly like some amazing freaking scenes um i love and i'm not going to go too much into it 
But, you know, I loved everything with the hounds. I loved the battle scenes. You know, as you said, Arya in the Night King, that was badass. I think that if, you know, you had wanted to really – I don't think that fans, me personally, looking back on it, would have minded what happened to Daenerys if it had just been extended more. Maybe have another season, you know, and then maybe not also use Cersei pretty much just as, like, a coat hanger. But um, there's a, a bar near me, right, that, like, throughout the years they have done, like, nights that – are themed and shit where they play either True Blood, The Walking Dead, or Game of Thrones. And those are the three shows that, as I kind of said before, transcended who the hell you were. You could have been the nerdiest person or you could have been someone who, like, has never seen a DC or Marvel movie in your life and you would love any of those three shows. So I think that as much as, say, I love Daredevil and I fell off of The Walking Dead. If you're talking about two powerhouse shows, it's definitely Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead for the decade. So um, congratulations, I guess, to Game of Thrones and congratulations for all of those in the category because they were all good. Um, I guess I'll take the next category even though I'm not a gamer. So I'll just announce and then I'll go to you guys. But uh so we have the best video game of the decade, which obviously because people love video games and we couldn't not have this type of category. So the best video game of the decade is going to be Last of Us, which the only thing I know about Last of Us is that everyone said that it is extremely similar to Logan. And the runner-up, um, oh, Jesus, uh, the runner-ups are RDR2 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, I sound very ignorant <laughs> naming these off, so I'm going to go to Dom. <laughs> Dom, help me out here. <laughs> yeah, why did you so, why did you take this? <laughs> I was just going in order. <laughs> well, you need to if you see something you don't want to talk about, you need to pass it up because we we know how you are about video games. Uh, that's why I'm passing it to Dom. I'm doing the rightful <laughs> thing and. Passing it to Don. I, I dumped in. I say, save me here. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm a dabbler when it comes to games, but I do think that so The Last of Us. I think, and this is it's kind of ties into the last um, the TV show of the decade. I think that The Last of Us was definitely um, did so well because when The Walking Dead came out. The industry of TV, movie, and game got a, kind of got obsessed with either post-apocalyptic um, dystopian societies and and or uh, zombies, and uh, this game I feel like was a reflection of that. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it beat out um, Red oh, Red Dead. I get because it, it was kind of new. I'm surprised it beat Call of Duty because I feel no, like, no, I can't really? wait. To- I can't wait for you to pass. Yeah, dude, I know it's been <laughs> ten years, but Red Dead was ten years in the making, and it is the best experience of a video game. I could have seen people maybe saying Spider Man. I mean, Last of Us. I don't. I mean, I'm not hating on it winning. I mean, it's a great game, and I think there's a lot of hype for the second one. But Red Dead Redemption Two is a masterpiece. If you're a video game uh, player and you immerse yourself into that. The story is is magnificent. It's it's just from top to bottom, 
it's the best video game I've played uh, in the last 10 years, and that's over Spider-Man and a lot of other games. Call of Duty is – those games are, are, are cookie-cutter games. They're pretty much the same with just different graphics slapped on it. I get Last of Us. I don't, like I said, I'm not hating on it winning. I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 should have won, uh, and – you know, but oh, both of the games are just so great storyline-wise. But no, Red Dead Redemption Two is amazing. You're right. You're okay, right. so you, <laughs> you'll be happy to know, Kanan, that while you were talking, I went and changed all of like who's doing who, so that we are all more better suited for the categories. But um, do you still want me to pass this to you, Kane? Because I feel like you. Already yeah. kind of gave uh, your okay. Go ahead, enjoy. <laughs> no, no, no. I just was no. I just. I mean, I just really was stating my opinion on uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, I'm not taking away from anything. Like if Dom doesn't think it's the best, that's that's fine. I mean, like I said, I'm not even taking away from the fans that voted. Uh, you cannot knock Last of Us uh, being the winner because it's great. I'm just saying Red Dead Redemption Two is just something that uh, they put pretty much 10 years into making and it's just i mean the game is just there's just so much that it's it's beautiful i mean you really have to just play it on a 4k tv and you just really have to immerse yourself it's a great game i think anybody that wants to get into video games that's definitely a game you could get into and i never even played the first red dead redemption um and you don't have to play the first one this one actually would be better if you played this one, then you played uh, the first one. So, but we won't spend an hour on Red Dead Redemption. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Even though Kanan would really like to spend an hour on Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. I mean, only because only only because I just love that game so much. Like it almost like makes me cry. It's so good. Like just go listen to the soundtrack. Just go listen to the soundtrack for Red Dead Redemption 2, and if you don't get misty-eyed, you have no soul. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's just, man, it's so good. (laughs) I I think Martin fell asleep. Martin's like, what? No. Martin's like, is Red Dead on Atari? (laughs) Wow, that's wrong. Uh, no, I I'm just I listening to Kane and go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I love I Atari. I still got I still category. got one. I might say I'm in the same category as Marty because literally, first of all, so I'm really surprised that in the category that SSX 2012 even made it to the category. I was like, oh shit. And I have to say I was probably the only person who even voted for it because I know that I went in like three or four times to vote for it. And sure enough, it only had about three or four votes. So I'm like, oh, I'm literally the only person who's clicking for this one. And obviously I knew that it wasn't going to freaking win. But I'm like, I am going to put in my vote for this one little video game that's probably the only video game that I've played in the past decade. So, um but yeah, Mar- Marty, do you know what these two crazy kids are talking about? No, I'm still looking for Pong, and I don't see it here. <laughs> so uh, I have to be honest. Like I said, The Last of Us, I I, I really didn't know anything about it until I saw that it won. So I said, okay, I got to need to look up and see what this was. 
Uh, I know that uh, apparently it was, it was very popular, and it came out right around the end of PlayStation 3 and the beginning of PlayStation 4, so it kind of hit both markets there. Uh, yeah, I was more familiar with, with uh, Red Dead Red, – I didn't even say that either – Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, Call of Duty. And for that matter, I was kind of surprised God of War didn't get up in there because I'm a big God of War fan. Uh, but uh, – Again, like I said, because I don't play as many games as uh, most people, I'm there's I'd be the last person to question uh, their choice. Uh, and uh, I said I just got actually Red Dead Redemption Two and listening to Kane, and I, obviously I need to play it because I'm I'm missing out on something here. Yeah, you need to play it. You need to really take the take the time to to play it and just and just enjoy it. Like, don't even like try to like you know win everything just really enjoy the 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 cinematography of the game and the the cinematic experience i mean it's it's i mean it's like a movie you're playing i mean you but you you decide what happens but there's just so much to it um it's that's just what i love about it i mean it's just i mean it's almost like you you mean you control everything i mean you interact with everybody and you decide what happens i mean it's just i don't know it's a really detailed game so, on to the next one, Tia. Let's, you got to keep us moving along. I'm so, I was I was letting you revel in the. Well, you, you need know, to start playing that music. You need to start playing that music. You need to start playing that music in the background. We gotta <laughs> we gotta move the band's playing. We gotta move on to the next category. Well, you know what? It's funny that you should say that because you're actually the person who's going to announce the next one, which is the best director of the decade. I don't know how we could even choose because there were so many. But tell us who was the winner and who was the runner-up. All right, so this actually will end the the best of the decade awards. Uh, and you're right, this is something that uh, it's hard to choose because there's so many great directors. But the guy that won, you can't knock him. Uh, he's Every movie he's had so far has been a hit critically and financially. Uh, and the winner of the best director of the decade goes to Christopher Nolan. And the runner-up was uh, uh, Denny uh, Villeneuve, which, uh, I mean, he's a great director as well, uh, no doubt. I think I actually saw he actually won best director of the decade on somebody else's award poll, and I was like, hey, man, we we, we got we both got good taste. He was a runner-up. He didn't win. Chris no- Christopher Nolan won, but uh, – yeah, you can knock him in. I'm not sh- can't remember who else was uh, uh, listed in the best director of the decades that we had, but uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan. Every movie, uh, I think Inception was this decade, The Dark Knight Rises, and um, or not this decade, but the the decade that he was nominated for, he had Inception, Dark Knight Rises, and Interstellar and Dunkirk. So I mean. All four of the, all four of those movies uh, were hit. I'm still amazed he hasn't won an, uh, an Oscar. He hasn't. That's weird. I don't think he's. I feel. Like I don't think he's won. I don't think he's won Best Director. I don't know if it's, it, I, I, I don't know if it's any of his films. Any, can anybody look that up real quick? I might be wrong. I don't think any of his films have won Best Picture, or uh, he's won Best Director. Dunker? Dom. I feel like Dom- no. I don't think so. Dom. I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see anything right now. No, I thought he was nominated. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I think he's been nominated, but I don't, I don't think he's. Ever, I don't think he's ever won. Which wow. is crazy. I mean, how does how does the guy have critically and financially 
powerful films, and you know, because I thought for sure, uh, I mean, I, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was great. I thought he should have won an award in for Inception, and when he didn't win for that or Wolf of Wall Street, I was like, well, hell, this guy's never going to win one. And then he ends up winning one for The Revenant, and he honestly wasn't even the best gave, part of that movie. He was great, but he wasn't even the best part of it. Don't get me started on that. They just gave him that. That was like a lifetime achievement award because we all know that Tom <laughs> Hardy should have won something for The Revenant. Oh, but, God. Yeah. We're, we're playing the music. We're playing the music. Dom, Dom, we're, we're sending it to you. What's your thoughts on uh, this past decade? Uh, I, I definitely think that it was uh, – I think that was my pick. Uh, it's a it's a great it's a great pick. Uh, when people talk about Christian Nolan's movies, uh, well, especially movies of the decade, if they say Inception, you can't tell them they're wrong. They say Dark Knight Rises or Interstellar, Dunkirk. You can't tell them they're wrong because those movies are damn near perfect. And uh, yeah, this is a great pick. Um, and then is there a guy? How do you pronounce the name? Dennis Villanueva or? Something like Villain that. I think it's Denny Villain. I think it's Denny I don't know. I could be wrong. Everybody's gonna be laughing at us. Like, like you, you people don't even <laughs> know how to pronounce his name. They'll correct it's it. It's um, right. No, but his uh, his uh, same body of work uh, is great too. Uh, Sicario and Blade Runner and Arrival. Like, it's it was a it's a close run, but I think that the fans got it right. Yes. <laughs> For once, the fans got it right, but. Yeah, no, by, by the way, Dom, um, AJ would have told us that we were wrong for saying that The Dark Knight Rises was the good one, because I put that on my list of one of the best of the decade in comic book movies, and he kind of gave me a, like, I, I could tell you doing me a look over the phone, so, but yeah, Christopher Nolan, like, you can't even argue with that, the man is just perfect, and he's going to give us an even better movie um, going forward forward with Tenet, but Marty, what are your thoughts of Christopher Nolan winning for the Best Director of the Decade Award? Uh, this is another one that I thought they uh, they got right, and what I, what I like about Christopher Nolan is he was pretty much consistently good throughout the entire decade, with Inception in 2010, Interstellar 2014, Dunkirk in 2017. He pretty much covered the whole decade, and I mean, all of his films were great, so uh yeah, they they definitely got this one right. Now I kind of leaned a little bit to the Russo brothers, but that was more a thing toward uh, uh, oh shoot, uh, the the director for uh, the Irishman. Uh, I I almost put him in there just for Uh Yeah, so just to uh, fight him. Uh, but uh, yeah, then Christopher Nolan. I I have no qualms about this. I think because he was consistently great throughout the whole decade. Yeah. He did a fantastic job. He's one of those directors that I think takes his time and he perfects his craft. And it, obviously, we're it's Christopher Nolan's world, and we're all just living in it. So awesome! He definitely deserves it, and great runner-up as well. But I think that anyone in that category could have honestly taken the spot as well because they were all fantastic. But um. Moving along, uh, I will take the best film of 2019. We are going into the 2019 awards. And for the best film of 2019, it really shouldn't be any sort of surprise that one of these two took the spot and the other one took the runner-up because it's almost poetic that you have a DC movie and a Marvel movie duking it out for the top, you know, number one spot. But the fans voted and they voted for Joker 
to be the number one best film of 2019 and obviously the runner-up being Avengers Endgame. I can't be mad at this. I'm not going to sit here and say that Endgame deserves it over Joker or what have you because I think that aesthetically they were not not just aesthetically, story-wise, everything, they were two different films. So to say that one deserved it over the other, I can't really say that. I will say that they were both fantastic films and I enjoyed both of them, and I'm glad that Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips are getting the recognition that they so, so, so deserve. So the Joker winning uh, Best Film of 2019 award with the runner-up of Avengers. Marty, what do you think about uh, the Joker winning? Uh, you know, I keep saying that I had no problem with what the uh, the fans picked, and in this case, as I said, I only just recently uh, watched Joker, and it, it was a great film. Uh, probably the only complaint I ever have on Joker, and it's not a complaint against Joker, it's more Todd Phillips, is that he can't seem to make up his mind whether it's a comic book film or not. Uh, but uh, that's true. <laughs> as far as films go, uh, it's uh, you know it was a great film, and I, I love uh, Phoenix's portrayal in it. Uh, no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely killed it. And, I mean, Todd Phillips needs to make up his mind, but that's neither here nor there. Dom, what are your thoughts on Joker winning for the best film of 2019? Uh, it's a great pick. It's uh, definitely a, a super uh, amazing, amazing accomplishment of what that movie was able to do. <laughs> Out of the categories, there's only one movie I hadn't seen, which was Ford vs. Ferrari. <clears throat> but out of all the movies... You haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari? No, um, I have That's one wow. I know. <laughs> okay. But out of the list, I mean, <laughs> any of those movies that would have won, I would have said bravo, because every single movie on here is great. Uh, 1917, uh, people should go see it, but I know that didn't win because... Everybody hadn't seen it yet because it's just now officially about to come out, I think, today maybe or next week because um, that definitely was – it was a hard pick between for me between 1917 and Joker. Um, Parasite is also great. But, um, yeah, Joker and uh, Avengers Endgame, we all know why we loved Endgame because it was the, the closing of the last chapter, you know, going into the next phase of – of uh, the MCU, and it gave us exactly what we wanted to see. But Joker was just able to uh, push those boundaries, start a conversation, and uh, it was probably the most viral uh, and controversial film of uh, the year. So, yeah, I could see why it won. Yeah, it was the most controversial movie of the year, but I think that it paid off in the end. Uh, Kanan, what are your thoughts of Joker winning? I mean, I can see I can see why it won. I mean, it, it's a it's a strong film that's been doing great on the uh, the award circuit so far, uh, and it did great at the festivals. Um, I agree with Dom. I think you know when we put 1917, uh, it was nominated because a few of us had already seen it, and there are, there are a lot of people that have seen it based on early screenings because they tried to get a lot of screenings out um, so people would be able to watch it uh, before award season. But I think people are starting to realize, you know, because how great 1917 is, because it's cleaning up the Best Picture Awards and Sam Mendes is winning uh, Best Director Awards. 
so I think it, people are starting to really see, and they're going to see because it it, it, dom- it actually came out last night. So it, it you know tonight is its first full day, and people are going to see. I mean, so far everybody's realizing why this movie uh, is going to be a very strong contender at the Oscars, I believe. Um, I mean, I could see it winning Best Picture. I mean, I think Joker's going to clean up in the Best Score and uh, Best Actor, uh, but 1917, I think, is a strong movie. Uh, but based on what everybody's seen, Joker's very strong with the fans. Uh, Avengers Endgame, like Dom said, it was the culmination of 10 years of the MCU. Uh, it was the end for a few of our favorite uh, superheroes. Uh, so I can see, you know, both of those, but uh, Joker, I think, won just because it was a great movie, and uh, I think it exceeded expectations big time. You guys make me seriously want to go see um, 1917, so I'll definitely have to go to the theater to go check that out, but let's move right along. Um, Dom, I'm actually going to give this to you. I'm going to give you the best horror film of 2019. Tell us who won and who was the runner-up? All right. So, the best horror film of 2019 is Dr. Sleep, with the runner-up being It Chapter 2. Uh, well, you know what? Um, it seems to be that I've noticed Stephen King, when it comes to his stories, can do no wrong because they're forever being made into TV or film. Um However, <laughs> uh, I'm a very big horror film lover, and I kind of feel like the fans got this one wrong. Um, Midsummer mm-hmm. and, and Us, I would put above both those movies. I know Midsummer is a very awkward horror film. It's kind of a, you know, it's, 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 a, new, it's a new type of horror. Horror is going in a different direction nowadays. And uh, this one kind of is is different, it, and, and but it was one of my favorites. And us, I think, was definitely a better pick. But you know, uh, I had my vote, and the fans outvoted me. So, uh, but no, uh, Doctor Sleep it was a great movie. Um, I thought they could have changed some things. Uh, it Chapter Two, the ending was terrible, but. <laughs> You know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> was it um, Midsummer, by the way, Kanan's like worst film of 2019? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up there. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I, man, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I don't think you're gonna have Kanan on your side in that one. But Kanan, <laughs> uh, while we're but while we're talking about you, what do you think about Dr. Sleep winning and It Chapter 2 being the runner-up? I mean, I guess, you know, they're – I don't know really what to say because I didn't – I'm with Dom on It Chapter 2. I was really disappointed in it. I mean, the movie's held together by Bill Hader, uh, but other than that, I really just didn't uh, – I really didn't, didn't care for it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first one. I didn't hate it, but uh, just – and I think me and Dom, when we watched it, uh, we saw a screening and we we got screwed and ended up having to sit damn near the front of the theater and we're like <laughs> our necks were like broke trying to watch it. And uh, I just remember leaving and I was just like, I was like, I just really didn't enjoy this. I I chalked it up to just 
a bad experience from having to sit in the front row, and I went back and watched it again, and I kind of felt the same way about it. I mean, I enjoyed it a tad bit more, but I just it didn't have the magic that the first movie had. Uh, I haven't got the chance to see Doctor Sleep yet, uh, but based on everything I've heard about it, like I feel like the audience got it wrong in you know actually watching it. They just for some reason they didn't turn out and and watch the movie. The critics loved it, but fans just they didn't show up and it didn't do as good at the box office as uh, a lot of people expected it to. Uh, I think, um, yeah, Midsummer I, I did not care for. Uh, Crawl was on the list. Uh, I have not seen it yet. Uh, I think you could even possibly put uh, uh, Ready or Not in the horror list. I don't think we had it on there, uh, but I watched it just the other day. If you haven't seen Ready or Not, definitely watch it. It's a great movie. I really wouldn't consider it a horror movie, uh, but I loved it. I didn't see either of these. I don't think I saw any of the movies in the categories, and I don't even think I voted, so sorry about that, guys. But, uh, <laughs> Ma- Marty, what are your thoughts? Did you see either Dr. Sleep or uh, It Chapter 2? Uh, I did not. I'm really not a big horror fan, really. I used to be back in the day, uh, but not so much now. So I honestly have not seen either one of these. So I'm kind of like you. I didn't even vote in that category because I just didn't know. Uh, but so, I'll, you know, the fans voted, so I, I'll take their word for it, like I said, because I've not seen even, any of them. Yeah. Honestly, I was just saying that I was like, if I vote, I'm just going to, like, not even vote for anything because I don't even know who any, what any of these movies are. So um, it seems like to you guys, at least Kanan and Dom, that the fans got it wrong. But don't let our fans know that. That's wrong, guys. You can't let them know that they got it wrong. They have to feel special. You guys got it right. You guys are all good. Don't Don't worry. Don't pay attention to what they're saying. <laughs> but let's move right along. Uh, I'm not getting this category, so Kanan, you're going to get this category. Tell us what um, we called it the rebooted category. Essentially, it is what is the um, the reboot that should not have been made? Yeah, the reboot that should have been booted. Uh, I just kind of shortened it because it was so long to type out. Uh, <laughs> there were some bad movies of uh, – of 2019 uh, that were reboots. Uh, And the winner of that prestigious award goes to, which is our kind of version of the Razzie, uh, goes to Charlie's Angels. Uh, And the runner-up was MIB International. I did not vote for MIB International because, honestly, I liked it. I think MIB International is kind of going to be my uh, comfort food movie, as I call them, the one that I just like, you know, it's like Battleship. I mean, just something that I like to enjoy that, you know, people probably hate, but uh, uh, Kumal Nanjini, uh is terrific in that movie. He plays this little uh, alien creature. I don't remember his name, but he steals the show. Uh, I Honestly, he's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, I really don't know what was going on with him in that movie, but uh, they kind of had him like this stupid surfer type dude, and I'm just like, it was almost like his uh, Thor character from uh, Ragnarok, where he just was kind of like they turned him dumb. I don't, I don't really understand what they've done with Thor, but that's kind of how Chris Hemsworth played his MIB character. But uh, I have not seen Charlie's Angels, so I can't really hate on it. Um, I, 
I feel like I feel like some movies that women are in these days, they just get a bad rap. I don't know. Like I actually, I'm going back to the Ghostbusters movie that uh, that was all female. I really like that movie, and I look at movies for what they are. I don't look at them and say, oh, this is trying to replace the Dan Aykroyd, you know, and Bill Murray classic. I just look at this as like, hey, this is just their version of Ghostbusters, and I really enjoyed it. I don't understand what all the hate was for, and I don't know why so many people have hated on uh, Charlie's Angels. I mean, everybody was like, there's no Lucy Liu and all that. I'm like, well, I mean, Lucy Liu's probably like 50 years old right now, so I mean, like she's really going to be out here karate chopping it up. I mean, I don't know, but that was the movie that won. So sorry if you liked Charlie's Angels. Uh, our fans voted, and that's the reboot that they said should have been tossed in the trash can. Well, Kanan, as a woman, I certainly um, appreciate your sentiment. I have not seen either Charlie's Angels or Men in Black International. The only thing that I can comment about with Charlie's Angels is that from what it looked like, it was trying to take itself too seriously. I think about a few weeks ago, I went back and watched the – you know, the first one with um, Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz and, uh, oh, God, Drew Barrymore. There you go, Drew Barrymore. And it was fun, you know, in its campiness. It was, it was extremely campy. It did not make any sort of, like, attempt to not be campy, and I think that's why people liked it. And maybe that was the problem with the new Charlie's Angels. I think Elizabeth Banks should certainly – uh, redact her statement of the fact that we didn't go see it because it's sexist. But anyway, uh, Dom, what are your feelings about uh, Charlie's Angels winning the reboot that should have been booted? Uh, I'm I'm the same with you guys. I I, uh, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> um, my reason for not seeing it is because, really just because. I didn't. I felt like there was no need for it at the uh, when it came out. Um, like if it would it came out in the summer, I think it would have done better because it was closer to um, closer to like Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, I feel like people would have been kind of in the spirit to see a movie like that because uh, after watching the previews when it came out, the previews came out, uh, it looked very similar. You know, very. Uh, action-packed, shoot 'em up, bang bang type. Um, so I can't really say whether or not it would it was it was terrible or not. I do I what did I really want to see it redone? Not really, but like we've seen plenty of reboots and some end up being great. Um, I did recently listen to a podcast with Elizabeth Banks, and after listening to her uh, kind of reasoning and her getting to take over her a franchise and build it kind of from the ground up, it, it kind of makes me want to watch it. Um, but uh, I definitely think that they should have picked Child's Play. I, there was no reason to make that shit ever again because they've killed that <laughs> thing too many times. And, yeah, that that, <laughs> that but I get it. I get why. I, I feel like this was more of a, um, uh, a middle finger because people were kind of mad at Elizabeth Banks for calling the fans out for possibly go, not going to see it because it was women. So I feel like this was kind of a middle finger vote, and they were like, you know what, forget her. Um, but yeah, I have, I'd have to watch it to, to really make a uh, judgment on it. The problem is Kristen Stewart. All right, people need to stop casting her in things. But Marty, 
what are your thoughts on Charlie's Angels winning this uh, very prestigious award? Uh, well, I'm sure they're really proud. Uh, I, I have not watched Charlie's Angels, but I have seen Men in Black International, and I'm kind of like Kane. And to me, it's kind of with a guilty pleasure. Actually, I, I like Men in Black International. Uh, right. I thought that uh, Chris Hemsworth Wright was kind of sleepwalking through it a bit, but uh, uh, but yeah, I had no problem with that. Like I said I, I've watched it a couple times. Uh, Charlie's Angels, not so much. Uh, usually, to me, a good test of a movie that maybe shouldn't have been done is it seems like it came and went through the theaters in no time flat. Uh, so, you know, that that might be a, a statement for it, but. Uh, because I haven't seen it, I can't. I don't really have any critique of it other than apparently uh, our fans didn't like it. Yeah, you blinked and it was out of theater. But um, let's not even give it any more, you know, feedback than it, you know, doesn't deserve. Let's go on to the next one, which I will actually um, give to you. And actually, Kanan, can you read all? I- all I have is film, film sequel. I'm doing an amazing job here, guys. Amazing here. But <laughs> the, <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of the Tia category? Is, uh, Tia, is the, Tia is the Ricky Gervais of uh, <laughs> Nation. Oh, God. And, uh, and, her, and, her, and her hosting duties. So the next category <laughs> is best film sequel of 2019. Uh, so Martin... Uh, we'll let you uh, read that because we had major turnouts for this category. So, Martin, why don't you tell us who won Best Film Sequel of 2019? No, 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 no. Not Best Film Sequel. I'm sorry. The film most deserving of a sequel. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Film most deserving of a sequel. Right. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, fans, as you said, the fans too. voted – the fans voted in mass on this one, and they uh, chose Alita Battle Angel for, as the winner with the runner-up of Happy Death Day uh, 2 uh, to you. And uh, now this one, actually, I, I mean, I'm not really into anime that much, but I really enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I was shocked to see how many people voted for this. They voted for this more than any other category. Uh, but... Uh, you know, they also I think Joker was one of the ones that was in the category, which to me I thought was a given that a Joker would might get, would get a sequel. But this one I think uh, just from you know as much as I enjoyed it and everything and the possibilities, yeah, I could really see that a sequel uh, would be made. But I think Disney holds the cards on this. I think uh, so. That's going to be up to them uh, whether or not it gets done. But uh, so the film most deserving a sequel was a Little Battle Angel. Yeah, there were so many freaking votes. I mean, other categories you saw like 30, 20, and then this was like over 1,000. It was crazy. Um, Keenan, yeah. what do you think about uh, Alita Battle Angel? Do you think it deserves a sequel? I mean, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but, I mean, it looks, like a, it looks like a great movie. I mean, Alita, the Alita Army definitely showed up for this one. Um, and I think people love... Alita, the same way that a lot of people love uh, Ready Player One. I thought Ready Player One, uh, it was a terrific movie, um, but I feel like it's underrated to a lot of people. I don't feel like a lot of people gave it enough love um, for, you know, what went into it. So, I mean, I can see, you know, why they're coming out and, uh, you know, they're supporting the movie big time. I mean, Alita, 
you've got the Alita Army and you got the release of Snyder Cut fan. So those hashtags <laughs> probably dominated 2019 uh, for sure. Release the Alita sequel? Um, Dom, uh, what no. are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dom, what are your thoughts actually, on this uh, pick? Yeah, I actually haven't seen it either. I, I remember throughout this, this year, um, Marty had mentioned it a couple of times. And I remember watching trailers and wanting to see it. And Robert Rodriguez is the director, and I, he's one of my favorites. And I was like, oh, I got to watch it. And I honestly don't know what happened. I don't know if I like missed when it came out, and it, or it just slipped my mind. Um, but I do want to watch it. Uh, I've heard great things, um, and I'm really confused on why Happy Death Day to you is is the runner up. Um, that's one of the movies that when I like when I saw the first one. Uh, the trailers, I couldn't watch it. I, I, I skipped it because I was like, this looks kind of cheesy. And then when it had a sequel, I was confused by having a sequel. And I, maybe I need to go back and watch, you know, and watch them. And, you know, I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it just didn't look like it, it was my cup of tea. Um, but, yeah, I do want to see Alita. And um, I'm, this seems like it's probably the best pick. Yeah, it certainly has a massive fandom. Um, let's move right along, Dom. I'll give you the next category. It is the best biopic, which honestly, the winner is like, who even who thought anyone else would win this? Honestly. Yeah. So the best biopic award goes to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and the runner-up is Ford versus Ferrari, and. I, I wish I would have saw the movie. I didn't. I didn't. I, this was this was when um, award season started kind of picking up. I had a lot of movies I had to watch. I didn't get to watch this one. I wanted to watch it. Um, you know, of course, growing up with you know, Mr. Rogers and and Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is one of the goats to me, and uh, is definitely uh, sitting on a list of mine to watch. Uh, as well as Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, and anything with Tom Hanks, is whatever category it's in, it's probably going to win. So um, they make the best pick. <laughs> I didn't see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I think it's kind of poetic that Tom Hanks plays one of the most lovable actors, plays one of the most lovable figures in all of our childhoods. I haven't seen it yet. Um, maybe once it comes out on, you know, DVD or something, I'll check it out, but I saw Ford versus Ferrari. I loved that freaking movie. James Mangold um, is a fantastic director. Christian Bale, Matt Damon, and John Bernthal, of course, did an amazing job, and I don't like racing at all, and that's the type of movie that you don't need to be into racing to completely get emerged into it. So, um, But, yeah. Obviously, Tom Hanks is going to win. His movie's going to win this, but I'm happy that Ford versus Ferrari was the runner-up. Um, Kanan, did you happen to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? I, no, I actually haven't seen uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood or um, Ford versus Ferrari, so I mean, I really can't say Kanan. on this one. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sorry. I mean, there's, I've seen a lot of movies this year. I, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see those. I really want to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, I just, I love Tom Hanks. Everything he touches is gold. So, I mean, I, I can see why fans chose this film. Um, 
in the end, I think some of the films, I think people just really hadn't had a chance to see, and they kind of just, I think they may have voted based on uh, just, you know, the actors and stuff that were in them, uh, because I initially thought that the movie was, you know, that Tom Hanks was pretty much like the main actor, but the movie really isn't even about him. The movie's more about uh, the the reporter that's reporting on him, so um, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see uh, that film, uh, but it, it's definitely one that I definitely want to check out, so now I can't really comment, but uh, I mean, either one, you know, those two are strong contenders uh, for uh, 2019, and uh, I mean, I think it went to the movie that probably deserved it the most. But like I said, I I can't for sure uh, really give much more than that. So uh, the fans voted, and that's that's who won. Yep, that's completely fair, uh, Marty. Did you get a chance to see the winner or the runner-up for this category? Uh, uh, I see a whole lot less movies <laughs> than you guys do, and uh, no, I didn't. Though, again, like I said, uh, pretty much I make a point to watch anything Tom Hanks is in. Uh, though I do want to see Ford versus Ferrari because uh, I am kind of into cars, uh, but I've not seen it yet. I was kind of surprised that Rocket Man didn't get more push on this. Uh, but... Uh, Again, I, I just by name, you know, name power alone, I could see where a beautiful day in the neighborhood could uh, win it. And I do want to see it. My wife definitely wants to see it. Uh, so, uh, you know, like they said, the fans uh, chose it, and I'm, I'm definitely going to go uh, see it because I want to actually I want to see both of them. Uh, I have seen Rocket Man, uh, but uh, so yeah, I don't really have any complaints or criticisms because I haven't seen it yet. Well, if Kathy wants to see, you gotta do what Kathy says, right? Um, well, that's true. But yeah. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we're gonna do the best actor category, and I'm gonna take that actually. And it is Joaquin Phoenix. Of course, he is coming off of his huge like victory run, pretty much of the Joker. Um, and the runner-up is Adam Driver. I think that that is definitely comes from a like fandom aspect I saw Marriage Story and he was good in it and I saw the report and he was good in it I did not see uh, Rise of Skywalker obviously that's a huge like conflicting movie that some people loved it some people hated it but I think that Walking Phoenix that was a given you know fans like to vote um, you know popularity sometimes and also the fact that we are a geeky outlet so of course these two are going to be in this category here. But, uh, Dom, what do you think about Joaquin Phoenix being the best actor of 2019? Uh, he, that's definitely the right pick. Uh, and the runner-up is definitely the right pick. Um, I mean, what Joaquin was able to do in The Joker was amazing. And it, it just kind of it, it spoke to the times that we live in right now. And he was able to convey that. And with him being such a, um awkward type of person, uh, and for him to be able to, you know, I mean, he's made, he's built for these roles, and he, he played it perfectly. Um, and the runner-up, it was Adam Driver. Uh, I saw Marriage Story. I saw The Report. I saw Rise of Skywalker. And Marriage Story, for, for me, with him is what put it over the top for, for me because when – you can ugly cry like that on screen. 
it does a damn good job. I, I I saw an early screening of it, and I was like, damn, he's they they were they must have really been married while they made this movie because you're not supposed to cry like that. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, the picks those those two picks are great. Yeah, I mean, he did a really great job in Marriage Story. I, that is solidified for me that I definitely want to keep an eye out on Adam Driver's career moving forward. Yeah. But, uh, Kanan, what are your thoughts on uh, the, the winner and the runner-up for our best actor? I mean, the winner is clear as Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't win, you know, didn't win this, I would have been shocked. I mean, I really don't see anybody in any of the awards this year uh, taking best actor unless there's just some kind of big fluke at the Oscars. Uh, I think Joaquin wins that. Um my only uh, – it's not really a gripe because, I mean, Adam Driver did do uh, a great job in Marriage Story. I mean, he wasn't that he wasn't nominated for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it was uh, Marriage Story. But, I mean, he, he did pretty good in Rise of Skywalker, and he did good in the report. But I don't know why uh, Adam Sandler isn't getting any – you know, I, he got votes. But, he you know, why is nobody showing any love to him for – uh, uncut gems, like, and really, I honestly thought uncut gems probably would have gotten you know more nominations uh, than what it has. Well, that movie uncut is, gems, is so good. Didn't it just come out though? So maybe not everyone has seen it. No, it came, it came out uh, before Christmas, so it, it it's been out. It's actually oh. been out longer than 1917, but it's just not getting it's not getting the traction at the awards that I've noticed that. Uh, uh, a lot of other movies have. So yeah, if you if you haven't seen Uncut Gems, uh, go watch it. I mean, don't look at it like oh, it's just another Adam Sandler movie. It's not an Adam Sandler movie. It's a Safety Brothers movie with Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler acts his ass off. He's he's great in it, uh, but I mean, actually, there's an actress in it who steals the show. And I mean, there's yeah. a lot of good actors in the movie that that, that do great. So yeah, I mean, like I said. I I would have chosen Adam Sandler as a runner-up over Adam Driver um, because I just think Uncut Gems was great. Uh, but yeah, Walking Phoenix as Joker, boom, easy, easy pick. Very easy pick. Um, Marty, what are your thoughts on the Joker winning and Adam Driver being the runner-up? Um, again, uh, no complaints. So Walking Phoenix to me was almost like a uh, no-brainer there. Although I I also uh, Right, think Adam Sandler. I think because Adam Sandler, they're so used to some of his more formulaic for, uh, movies. They're not, they don't realize the man can really act because uh, he's not getting quite the credit he deserves for what he's doing. Uh, but uh, as far as what uh, the fans voted on, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, like I said, that was to me, it was a, I was would have been shocked had anyone else won it. Uh, and Adam Driver is the runner-up. I said they they definitely got that uh, the squared away and right. Yeah, obviously the Adam Sandler is just suffering from people having a certain image of him in their head. Uh, I definitely want to go see Uncut Gems because it looks really fantastic. And if we had more time, I could talk forever on Joaquin Phoenix and what he did to get into the role of Joker. So I think done deal. Awesome. The fans got it right on this one. Uh, Kanan, we're going to move to you next for the Best Actress uh, for 2019. 
Yep. So uh, the best actress of 2019 um, goes to uh, Charlize Theron for her role as uh, Megan Kelly in Bombshell. Uh, if you haven't seen Bombshell, uh, I highly recommend you watch uh, that film. Uh, I think I think between her, honestly, and uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, there could have been a case for uh, for either of those. I think Nicole Kidman was actually in the uh, supporting actress, but I mean, both of those, I, in my opinion, both of those probably could have been in the uh, best actress category. But Charlize did a great job. Uh, the runner-up was uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who actually was probably the best part about us in an otherwise pretty mediocre film for uh, Jordan Peele. It wasn't. I don't think it was his strongest film. Um, and I think a lot of other people agreed. I think and maybe it was just because they didn't understand it. I, I, I don't really know. Uh, but she was terrific in the film. Uh, and I think the, you know, the fans got this right. I mean, they're, uh, I think Renee Zellweger was in that list. I don't think a lot of people have seen Judy. Uh, and so I don't think that's why Renee didn't get a lot of love. Uh, but, uh, no, definitely, um, the fans definitely got this right as far as um, Charlize or Lupita. It, w- it was pretty close. It's good to see that people uh, recognize Charlize Theron's role in Bombshell, just because I was seeing all these things about people wondering who the audience for Bombshell necessarily were, but those who did see it clearly enjoyed it. Um, Don, do you agree with the pick here? What are your thoughts? Oh, my bad. My sound went up for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, this one was a loaded uh, list. Um, I've seen all the movies, all these actresses have been been in this year. Um, And it was a tough one. Charlize definitely uh, was able to, like, look and act and talk exactly like Megyn Kelly, and it was kind of creepy how good she did. So I definitely get the pick. Uh, Lupita uh, having to kind of play two characters in Us. And also, I don't know if a lot of people saw um, Little Monsters. Uh, there was like a zombie film she did. There was uh, it's on Hulu. Was She did really good in that. Uh, and like um, Kanan said, a lot of people probably haven't seen Judy. Um, but I, I called Renee winning uh, awards uh, when, it, uh, when it came out. I saw a screening of it. And the movie itself isn't the best movie, but her acting, like, is definitely phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, so the, the fans definitely uh, had the picks right. Uh, Marty, what are your thoughts on our best actress category? Uh, pretty much everyone has covered it pretty well. Uh, I said, uh, no, I've not seen Bombshell, though I've seen, you know, the trailers for it, and I've seen enough scenes from it to uh, uh, know that you have, you have Megan Kelly up now. Uh, and uh, us, I've, I liked us and Luke with Lupita. Uh, yep, I got no problems with that. Like I said, I was a little surprised uh, about uh, mean names. Uh Renee Zellweger not getting a little more love for Judy uh, because uh, you know, I've seen plenty of Judy uh, Garland uh, things and she she nailed uh, Judy, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean I have no complaints or anything wrong to say about the choices that were made there. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's move right along just for the sake of time. We'll go to uh, the Best Supporting Actress category. And, Dom, I'm actually going to give that one over to you. All right. So Best Supporting Actress of 2019 goes to Margot Robbie uh, for her role in Jojo Rabbit. And the runner-up is Scarlett Johansson. Oh, no, Margot Robbie's from Bombshell. <laughs> That's what I meant. I was looking, you know what I meant. Margot Robbie from Bombshell, and the runner-up is Carl Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Um, and, yeah, uh, I haven't seen um, Jojo Rabbit, so I can't really say too much. I know Scarlett's great, so I'm sure that's very deserving. Uh, Margot uh, and Bombshell was definitely um, – she was able to um, – kind of uh, put a, a face to what the movie was talking about um, because, you know, I'm sure they couldn't really go into detail with the actual person that was a part of the story, so they chose her her character to do that with. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, definitely, you know, if if not considered, you know, the future of, like, the leading actresses, uh that kind of uh, helped solidify her as one of them. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't seen um, Bombshell, but Margot Robbie in general is a fantastic actress. I did see Jojo Rabbit, and it's on one of my best lists for the movie in general in 2019. I thought that Scarlett Johansson did a phenomenal job in her role for Jojo Rabbit by bringing uh, just a, a nice sense of charisma to her part there and very grounded in a lot of aspects. So I think both of these are honestly deserving. Kanan, what do you think about the pick for the best supporting actress? I mean, I got to disagree with this one. I think the fans got this one wrong. I think Margot Robbie's uh, appeal and her popularity uh, are probably what swayed the fans to vote this. Uh, I've seen Bombshell and I really enjoy the film. I just thought Margot Robbie's character was kind of put on the back burner compared to um, Charlize and Nicole and even um, John Lithgow's Roger Ailes. I feel like there were a few other actors and actresses uh, that kind of overshadowed her. I didn't. I, I actually thought Kate McKinnon was a better actress in that movie than Margot Robbie. Um, and Scarlett Johansson, I thought. Um, she didn't, you know, she didn't win the best actor, I mean, best actress um, award, um, but she would, could have been a strong contender for that for uh, Marriage Story. Uh, but I think she probably should have got this one for Jojo Rabbit. But I think it goes back to where people are voting more for popularity. And because if, if we had put her for Endgame as Black Widow, she probably would have won. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people have seen Jojo Rabbit. So um, I think when fans watch Jojo Rabbit, they, they will probably think twice. But, you know, Margot Robbie, people are voting for her because of just who she is and the whole Harley Quinn stuff. It could be a combination, and honestly, of them not seeing Jojo Rabbit and that there is a, you know, a huge group of people out there who don't like Scarlett Johansson as the person, so would probably never vote for her in anything. But uh, 
Marty, what are your thoughts on the supporting actress? Um, again, I'm at the handicap of not seeing uh, Bombshell or seeing Jojo Rabbit, so uh, I can't really uh, comment as to who uh, you know did better in either one. So, uh, again, I have to kind of just lean to what the fans voted. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I, I got nothing because I haven't seen either one. So. <laughs> it's perfectly fine, you know. Listen, 2019, there's a lot of freaking movies there. So if you don't see it, you don't see it. But um, I want to get the next category for the supporting actor, and not because of who actually won, but because of the runner-up. No offense to Tom Hanks, <laughs> who actually won the award here. We obviously know Tom Hanks is brilliant. He's amazing. We love Tom Hanks. But John Bernthal won for the runner-up for Ford versus Ferrari, and he absolutely deserved it because – if you've seen Ford versus Ferrari, as John Bernthal said, it was nice to be the man who actually wore the suit. He didn't beat anyone up, guys, and he all, not only did he not beat anyone up, his role was longer than two minutes, and he didn't die. It was like unheard like of for a John Bernthal part in a movie, and it was absolutely amazing. So I was super excited. Dom, what are your thoughts on Tom Hanks being the winner and John Bernthal being the runner-up? Well, like I said before, if Tom Hanks is in the category, he's probably going to win. Um, <laughs> uh, like, well, you know, like I said, I haven't seen either movie. Uh, they're both great actors. I'm kind of – well, you know what? I was going to say I'm kind of surprised that Pesci or Pacino didn't get more love. But, you know, with uh, Scorsese and his comments around the time of this <laughs> – of um, The Irishman coming out, I can see why they didn't win because I'm sure – our fans were like, nah, he ain't going to win nothing. So I get it. Um, and and Shia LaBeouf, uh, I, I'm sure this was for um, for Honey Boy, and I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I have seen it at all, really. Um, but I'm sure if they if they had, uh, Shia might have been closer in, uh, in voting. Yeah, I mean, Shia LaBeouf had two great, performances this year with Honey Boy and Peter Peanut Butter Falcon, but um, I don't think either of those movies are movies that people have really seen uh, yet, so that could be it. And yeah, as you said, people are like, F Martin Scorsese, I ain't giving you shit. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> Kanan, what are your thoughts on Tom Hanks winning and John Bernthal being the runner-up? I mean, it's it's two great contenders. I mean, Tom Hanks, like you said, uh, like Dom said, I mean, it's he's going to win probably every time just because of who he is. Uh, but I don't think I've ever seen somebody so happy to announce the runner-up of a category. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much are like, Tom Hanks won, but what I'm really happy about was that John Berthold was the runner-up. I mean, I guess if you're going to come in second, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's good to some degree, but, uh, you know, like Ricky Bobby says, if you're not first, you're last. So, uh, I mean, yeah, congrats to John Berthold. Congrats to John Berthold for getting love. Uh, there are Bernthal fans out there. I mean, he's a great actor, um, no doubt. I hope he gets more opportunities. Uh, but like you said, he was in, he was in competition with Tom Hanks and that's, that's kind of hard, uh, 
but I think he would be happy. If we talked to John Bernthal right now and we said, you came in second to Tom Hanks, I think he would be pretty uh, pretty thrilled with that. I think so, too, Kanan. Uh, I think someone should work on that. But let's let's move on. Uh, Marty, what are your uh, thoughts on Tom Hanks winning the Best Supporting Actor role? Uh, I only have two words for this one, Tom Hanks. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let's move on. Marty, I'm going to let you get this next category because you're pretty much the person, I feel like, who set this in motion. And it's one of those things where I was like, he's not, this isn't really going to win. It's going to be more of a novelty, but here it is. So please give us uh, who is the best new performer. Now, I'm going to start off by apologizing to any of the other nominees because once I put this person's <laughs> name down, they had no chance. Uh, and the winner for Best New Performance was Baby Yoda. And the runner-up was Anya Chalatra. And because of the, if Baby Yoda wasn't there, I would have picked Anya uh, for uh, The Witcher hands down. But unfortunately, uh, she went up against uh, uh, Baby Yoda. I know that's not his name, folks. That's all right. Uh but uh, you know you're going to win something like this when uh, Jason Sudeikis and uh, Adam Holly as Stormtroopers get in a bunch of trouble for punching him in the, in the bag. <laughs> Folks, he wasn't really in the bag. Uh, but uh, they took all kinds of heat for hitting Yoda. And, heck, just uh, the other day uh, they said, and Tia knows about this, that uh, between uh, Baba Frick and Baby Yoda, they would rather shoot Baba Frick than Baby Yoda. So uh, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that uh, Baby Yoda won for uh, uh, Best New Performer. And it's not without precedence because way back when, when Alf was on TV and he was just a puppet, uh, he also won for uh, Favorite TV Actors. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think Jason Sudakis' band, like, disowned him pretty much after that episode. It was pretty intense. But I really thought that Anya Chalotra was going to win. She obviously is amazing in The Witcher. But, hey, it's Baby Yoda. It's a new obsession. And if he had died in The Mandalorian, we were going to have problems. But Kanan... Uh, how do you feel about Baby Yoda pretty much taking this category by storm? I mean, I feel like Baby Yoda probably should have died because I don't want uh, the Mandalorian season two to be about all about Baby Yoda. So I hope they clear his storyline up pretty quickly. I mean, it's nothing against Baby Yoda. I mean, he's cute, but it's the Mandalorian. It's not Baby Yoda. And Honestly, that whole show ended up becoming about Baby Yoda, so uh, hopefully they wrap it up. Um, but no, I mean, this category, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the best new performer should have went to uh, uh, Julia Fox for Uncut Gems. Uh, like I said, she's terrific. Uh, nobody knew about her till, uh this movie came out, but once you watch it, I guarantee you she's going to be the next hot thing. Uh, in Hollywood. Uh, but, I mean, I can't diss the runner-up either. Uh, Anya was terrific in uh, uh, The Witcher. In fact, I actually was talking to Tia about it. Uh, I really, you know, I I don't think she's been in anything other than The Witcher. If she's been in other stuff, it's probably been um, international films and television. I thought she did uh, a really good job. But, no, uh, you know, congrats to Baby Yoda. I hope 2020 <laughs> is not all about Baby Yoda. 
and uh, let's just, you know, move on. Yeah, no, um, John Favreau actually announced that the title was changed from The Mandalorian to Baby Yoda. We just haven't covered it yet. But, uh, Dom, what are your thoughts on Baby Yoda winning? <laughs> I can't, like, yeah, I, I, I knew as soon as, like, that was on there. I was like, well, we know who won that category. <laughs> um, it's a very strange phenomenon that he has exploded. I mean, I... Disney knew what they were doing. Uh, I just just didn't expect for the turnout to be that big uh, for the the fanfare for Baby Yoda. Um, Groot never got this kind of love. Like, what happened to Baby Groot? I mean, he was cute, too. But um, Na'anya and the Witcher is is fantastic. Um, I, I too, like Kanan. Julia Fox is going to be a star. Uh, and after like the movie, I started like listening to like uh, reading interviews uh, for her, and she's definitely gonna be a force in Hollywood because she's very uh, strong-willed and um, doesn't play by anybody's rules. So yeah, look out for Julia Fox. And just a quick thing about Anya: tomorrow we're doing the top ten Witcher moments, so make sure you tune in for that, guys. But uh. Dom, let's get to the next category, which is the Best Ensemble Cast. All right. Best Ensemble Cast of 2019 goes to Avengers Endgame with the runner-up being Knives Out. And there's no other two uh, picks that I would have picked. Uh, Avengers is an all-star cast. Runner uh, uh, Knives Out is an all-star cast. Um, we know why <laughs> Avengers Endgame is in there because you know we know who we are. So we uh, we <laughs> of course we're gonna uh, and and I guess you know Chris Evans is is he's he's part of both. So he he wins. Um, yeah, the, both of them great movies, both great cast. Uh, it was a great pick. Oh, wow, that's right. Chris Evans walks away the winner no matter what. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's Avengers Endgame. It's the culmination of, like, 10 years. It's, like, 50 freaking actors in one movie, obviously. It was going to win. But, uh, Marty, what are your thoughts on Avengers Endgame winning? Marty? Uh Uh-oh, did we lose Marty? I I think Martin fell asleep. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Well, I'll no, Martin didn't fall asleep. He just got turned the mute off. Uh, my oh. bad. Uh, it's not oh, uh, Say the uh, Avengers Endgame. It had, you know, had it went the other way and knives out one. I wouldn't have been shocked because uh, uh, they both had great ensemble casts. Uh, and uh, but you know, being who we are, uh, you know, we're Geek Vibe Nation. It's not shocking to me at all that Avengers Endgame end up uh, taking this. And, yeah, not at all. No surprise at all. Kanan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm with Martin on this. I think this one could have went uh, either way. Uh, I think Avengers Endgame won just because, uh, once again, it was a film that was uh, a culmination of you know ten years in the making, uh, probably the biggest cast to date on screen uh, for all the Marvel characters. Uh, but Knives Out is probably one of the sleeper hits of the year. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of people talk about Joker, uh, but 
as far as like strong, consistent performance, uh, Knives Out continues to deliver. Um, you know, and it has a great cast as well. Like Don said, I mean, it's a win-win for uh, Chris Evans. I mean, he gets the glory of picking up Thor's hammer, saying Avengers assemble. Uh, then he gets the the great <laughs> shit line and uh, knives out and the sweater. I mean, everybody's in love with the the sweater look from Chris Evans and uh, knives out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm with Martin on this one. Both of these are so strong that it could have went either way. Uh, so I really can see uh, where fans were leaning with this one. Yeah, absolutely. To me, it's both of them make complete sense. Uh, sorry, had a brain fart there. Uh, Kanan, let's get the next category, which is the best visual effects. All right. Uh, so as far as uh, the visual effects winner, uh, that was another category that was dominated by Alita Army. Uh, this uh, So the winner... Uh, is Alita Battle Angel for our best visual effects. Uh, I've seen a lot of people online, uh, like Grace Randolph actually just put out her uh, Critics' Choice uh, nominations, and she put best visual effects for Avengers Endgame, and everybody in the comments is uh, talking about Alita Battle Angel. Uh, that Grace should have voted for that movie. Uh, and funny enough, her choice for best visual effects was our runner-up, uh, Avengers Endgame. So, two great contenders for visual effects this year, uh, but Alita Battle Angel, uh, their fans came through strong. Their fans certainly came through strong. I didn't see Alita Battle Angel. I only saw the trailer, so I can't attest to it, but uh, I thought Avengers Endgame should have won it, but Dom, what are your uh, thoughts on this category? Dom? I feel like it's like, am I, am I going like too fast and everyone needs to like get themselves off mute? They're like, hang on. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, Alita, I guess I haven't seen it, but I, from the, from the trailers, it looked like it was going to be a stunning movie. I picked, uh, Avengers Endgame so I can see how they could be interchangeable. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the picks are probably right. Uh, Marty, what are your thoughts on the best visual effects? Should Alita Battle Angel have won over Avengers Endgame? Uh, I don't know if it it should have won over Avengers Endgame, but I did, you know, I said I have seen uh, Alita Battle Angel, you know, it's a mocap thing, and uh, it really was impressive. Uh, They they did some phenomenal work. Of course, this is a James Cameron thing uh, before uh, he turned it over. Uh, and, uh, again, just kind of like Avatar, he had waited to do it until he thought that the mocap thing was to the point where he could uh, produce it. And uh, it is very, very impressive. Uh, was it better than Avengers Endgame? It's, I guess it's a matter of opinion. But uh, uh, I can certainly see uh, why you would pick Elite Battle Angel. But then, again, like I said, this is basically a matter of like, the, the Elite Army came through in spades on this one as well. The Alita Army, I did not know was so strong. But uh, let's move on to the next category. Marty, actually, uh, why, why don't you read us off the best director of 2019? 
All right, the best director for 2019. Uh, you know, we've talked so much about Joker, so it's not surprising that uh, Todd Phillips won for best director for Joker. And the runner-up was uh, Sam Mendes, uh, and I'm assuming we were talking about uh, 1917. And I, I really want to go see 1917 um, because I'm I'm a big war, uh, World War One, World War Two buff. So uh, just the trailer on that looks fantastic, but uh, it certainly makes sense, you know, with all the award buzz going on, that uh, Todd Phillips uh, was the choice here, and uh, uh, two great choices couldn't have gone wrong either way uh, on this one. But uh, Todd Phillips was the winner on this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that it's very surprising that Todd Phillips won, not only because of what he did with Joker, but because I think that it honestly surprised a lot of people that he delivered so well with Joker. I did not see 1917, but uh, Dom and Kanan can't say enough good things about the film, so it makes complete sense that Sam Mendes is the runner-up here. Uh, Kanan, what are your thoughts on this category? I mean, we're probably the only award show that Todd Phillips is going to win Best Director um, because I just feel like he's he's been a little too controversial, and I think fans are uh, he just you know he may get nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I don't I don't think he'll win at all. Uh, I mean, Joker is a strong film. Uh, it's going to go into award season, you know, even stronger. Um, but I don't think. The fans got this one right, um, but like I said, more people saw Joker than they did 1917. When they see 1917, they're going to see how great of a film uh, it, it is. And if you don't think it's great, I mean, you're still going to probably love the cinematography, and you're going to love what Sam Mendes did with it. Uh, so him winning Best Director is, I think, would have been my choice. Uh, but I mean, I think Martin uh, Scorsese um, definitely uh, should have. Uh, you know, been better in the running. Uh, we also had uh, the director for Honey Boy and oh, uh, had the director for, um, uh, I, don't, I don't have, I don't have the full list, but I know we had, we had two female directors on there that I think should have definitely got, uh, you know, more love than they, than they should have. But like I said, I think it just comes down to a popularity contest. And I wanted us to be a little bit different than kind of how the MTV movie awards are. Cause when I watch those, I don't. I don't really watch them just because I feel like fans vote just based on popularity more than they do really based on what's the true best. And this is where I think fans, like I said, they voted Todd Phillips because of Joker, and I can't fault them for that. Um, you know, you voted, and we appreciate your vote. And Todd Phillips is the winner, and I'm not knocking it. But uh, in my opinion, I feel like Sam Mendes is the is the better director uh, this year. Keenan is is uh, pulling a Kanye right now, but it's okay. I respect it. I completely respect it. Uh, Dom, what are your thoughts with uh, with this category? Uh, I'm kind of I'm with Keenan. I, I feel like uh, it was more of a, a a popular because they probably voted for Joker for a movie, and then they're like, well, if I voted for the that is the movie, then of course I'm gonna vote for that director. Um, but you know, like we said before. Once they see 1917 and and uh, kind of watch it for like it's uh, you know or or appre- start to appreciate the technical difficulties of the movie and how they shot it, then it it would probably flip. Um, but 
yeah, I can I can see exactly why they would have picked it. Picked Todd Phillips. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's move on. Uh, I'm obviously going to take this category, and it's going to be the category of they deserved better. And you guys should know that this is I feel the exact same way, and I'm glad that the fans voted because I appreciate you fans. Uh, so the winner obviously is the Punisher. And absolutely, it deserves better. The whole entire Netflix Defenders universe deserves better, but especially The Punisher. It only got two seasons. We deserve so much more. We deserve more John Bernthal. Uh, we just deserve more in general. And it makes me so sad that this entire fabulous universe that was being built on Netflix came to a crashing end because of reasons that we still are not 100% sure about. And then, of course, as the runner-up is Swamp Thing, I did not see Swamp Thing, but even as an outsider, it feels like that, too, got the short end of the stick. And that really sucks because we all know that while big business people do their stuff behind the scenes, it's us as the fans who end up suffering. So um, that is the winner of They Deserve Better category is the Punisher. Kanan, uh, what do you think about the Punisher winning? And did you think that there's another one in this category that um, deserves to have won the spot instead? Uh, and so, you know, in the they deserve better category being they were canceled too early. Uh, no, I think I think the fans got these right, especially um, Swamp Thing. Uh, I actually probably would have put Swamp Thing ahead of Punisher just because I feel like Netflix kind of had already established that they were going to get rid of their shows. Um, and I felt like Punisher in a way kind of wrapped up there. They were kind of like Daredevil. I feel like Daredevil and Punisher both uh, kind of like seemed like they knew that they may not get another season, so they kind of wrapped those up pretty nicely. Whereas Swamp Thing was like one or two episodes in, and they had canceled it, and the show was getting critical praise. Uh, fans were loving it. Uh, it was it was doing great, and they just pulled the plug on it. So I feel like DC just really like shit the bed with Swamp Thing, and... Uh, there was really no justification for that. They could have re-tooled uh, the show, uh, maybe lowered the budget a tad bit, or found another place to uh, to film it. But no, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is is probably DC's version of uh, uh, Firefly. But Firefly actually got more episodes. So uh, no, I, I feel like it probably should have been reversed. I feel like Swamp Thing should have been the winner, and Punisher the runner-up. Swamp Thing definitely uh, got the short end of the stick going from 13 episodes to 10 episodes and then uh, canceled. Our buddies over at Cena Nerd really enjoyed it. I listened to their podcast and they reviewed it and it seems like really just too bad that it didn't end up getting a second season. Dom, uh, what do you think about the uh, They Deserve Better shouldn't have been canceled category? Um, besides the, the travelers in the category, cause I hadn't really, uh, heard much about that show. Um, it seems like all the shows in this category, like, it seems like they all got the plug pulled out pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, Punisher got a little bit of a run, but like, I know I had just kind of started 
watching Deadly Class, and I had just saw like an episode or two of Krypton, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, cancel, 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 and Swamp Thing, it was like a big thing, and everybody was talking about it, and then right into it, canceled, and I was like, what is going on? Like, at least give it some breathing room, and I know it's, like you said, behind the scenes, and whatever they, they're doing, but, you know, you never know, you may have spent a lot of money if that was a problem, but you never know what kind of hit you may have. And so, like, let the season or two breathe before you quickly pull the plug. But uh, so, yeah, I think the the fans got it right. Yeah, um, it certainly is too bad. But, uh, Marty, what do you think about uh, this category and the winners and the runner-up? Um, like I said, pretty much all of the shows that we had on there, right, to, to me, it was a shame that they didn't get to go longer. Uh, the Punisher was just along, you know, along among the long list of Netflix Marvel shows that they gave the axe to. I was kind of hoping maybe the Punisher might slip through the cracks there, but it didn't. Uh, Swamp Thing was a real surprise to me because it seems like we had just taught, interviewed one of the actors from it right before they canceled the thing, and, and of course, you didn't know anything about it. Uh, and I mean, it was, like I say, it was getting uh, good reviews and everything, and I was shocked to death when they just pulled the plug on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, categories really any one of these shows to me didn't get quite the uh, respect that they deserved, and for whatever reasons they were. Uh, so uh, I got no problem with what it was. Like I said, I was I wasn't a surprise about Punisher just because that seemed to be the way the wind was blowing with Netflix, but Swamp Thing totally caught me by surprise. Yeah, absolutely. It was the year of really kind of surprising cancellation. So, um, but let's move on. Dom, you got the uh, best TV show of 2019 category. And I will say this is the, the category where uh, probably fans distaste for the last season did come into play. Yeah, that's definitely it. Uh, best TV show, 2019, goes to Stranger Things. And the runner-up is Game of Thrones. And I definitely think they got the runner-up because people were so angry with the last season. Um, and I and I didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I do remember reading on online about, like, the writing and some of the shots where you see like a coffee cup or a water bottle and and it's it's hard to end things in a nice bow, especially a show that's ran along. So they gotta cut them some slack a little bit. Uh Stranger Things, that show it came on like a damn tsunami when it first started and it's just grown bigger and bigger and bigger and it's they just make really great seasons. I don't know how the show is that good, and I don't know if it's the it's easier because of nostalgia and you ever play with things, or you can I don't know. It's really good. It's a good show. It's a great pick, and uh, I think they made the right choice. I mean, to me, Stranger Things uh, season three was great because of David Harbor, but I'm being completely biased <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, Kanan, what are you? What are your thoughts on the winner here? Uh, no, the the fans definitely got this one right. Uh, Stranger Things definitely uh, was the stronger show uh, over Game of Thrones, and uh, I, I I think nostalgia has a lot to do with it uh, as well, uh, Dom. 
nostalgia and David Harbor. Uh, Marty, what are your <laughs> thoughts on <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Stranger Things winning the best TV show of 2019? Uh, again, I think the fans got this right, and it's just as you said, uh, the the problems that uh, Game of Thrones had in their final season, and, I, and again, I think it was mainly because they were trying to fit too much story and too small a space. Uh, and you weren't going to make everybody happy no matter what. Uh, and I think that kind of reflected in the voting here. Uh, but uh, Stranger Things is a strong show. So it, to me, even if it, you know, even if things had gone a little better for Game of Thrones, uh, it wouldn't have shocked me if uh, Stranger Things had won that category. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good vote. Yeah. I, I can't be mad. I agree with the fans. But, um, Let's move on. We are down to our final three categories here. Um, we got about 12 minutes left. Kanan, let's go to the best video game of 2019. All right, so the best video game award for 2019 goes to uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, from Respawn and EA Sports, uh, or EA Games, sorry. And the runner-up uh, was Super Smash Brothers. Uh, Super Smash Brothers dominated at the Game Awards, uh, so I definitely could see why it was a runner-up. Uh, Star Wars Jedi came in pretty strong. Uh, it's definitely a great game, uh, one that uh, fans should definitely check out. I didn't even know that they came out with the Super Smash Brothers this year. Dom, what are your thoughts on uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order winning? Uh, so I haven't played this game yet, but every time I've seen gameplay, the game looks amazing. I mean, who doesn't want to play a game where you get to fight with lightsabers? I mean, that's like every person's dream. Um, and in Super Smash, every kind of uh, convention I go to, whether it's like anime or a Comic-Con type of convention, there's always a game room, and Super Smash is always one of the games being played, and it's always a crowd favorite. Um, so I definitely think that the, the picks were right. Um, and Marty, I know you're with me that we're not big video game people, but uh, what are your thoughts on the winner here? I mean, Star Wars wins uh, every time, pretty much. <laughs> right. And I think that's kind of as much as anything, though. Again, Star Wars Fallen Order, uh, again, I, I got a copy of it. I just haven't played it yet. Uh, and uh so I mean, because of Star Wars, I can see how it went. And I, just as Dom said, the uh, every time I've seen you know advertisements for it or clips from it, it looks amazing. Actually, I look forward to playing it. Uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, is just a popular game, as we can tell by the next couple categories. Uh, it has a footprint uh, in uh, the, the last couple of these. So uh, I got no problem. Of course, then again, I, I don't play that many video games, so why would I? <laughs> I mean, Super Smash Brothers doesn't surprise me because of the nostalgic factor alone, and with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, also that guy uh, Cameron Monaghan was the face of it. So, I mean, all of it just makes sense. But um, Marty, I'm gonna have you do the best multiplayer experience award. All right, for the uh, best multiplayer experience, you get. Uh... Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 with the runner-up Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> now, I've not played this Call of Duty, but I've played plenty of the other ones, and, you know, multiplayer is what generally excels at. Uh, I've never been a big multiplayer fan because, I mean, I've been multiplayer, uh, 
trying to get multiplayer because number one, I don't want a bunch of people mad at me where I screw up their team. Uh, so, uh, uh, but uh, I can see why. I mean, it's sort of what it's made for is for the uh, multiplayer experience. So it, it makes sense that it will go on. Awesome, uh, Dom. What are your thoughts on the winner here? Oh, I, I expected this win. Um, <laughs> it's the it's a game that every you know every once in a while. Uh, my homies will hit me up and like, who's trying to play Call of Duty? And I like Mike Marty. I'm kind of terrible, so I'm like the guy who gets like, why we lose us? Because Dom didn't kill nobody, or he got killed too many times. <laughs> my bad. I'm trash. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Super Smash. Um, I'm decent. So like, yeah, the picks the picks were right. Dom, you're never trash. Don't say that about yourself. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the winner here? I mean, it's no surprise to me that Call of Duty wins uh, just because it's a it's a pretty strong multiplayer game. Um, I think we had Apex Legends or Fortnite in there, which I was surprised didn't win. Uh, but Super Smash Brothers is a is a game with tons of characters. It's it's a lot of fun and. Uh, so either one of these could have went either way. Uh, but like I said, Call of Duty uh, is just a great multiplayer game, and uh, I can definitely see why it took the uh, took the number one spot. Absolutely. And, guys, we are down to the last category here uh, of our huge award show with about seven minutes left. So, Dom, uh, round out the, the show for us. What is the best sports-related game? All right, uh, so last but not least, the best sports-related game, and I know what it says right here, but I'm looking at the the uh, uh, the website, and I'm going to go off that title, uh, is uh, Mario Kart Tour and the mm-hmm. runner-up Madden 20. Um, and hopefully I'm right, because that's what it says on the, on the website is what we had Madden, MLB, and Mario Kart Tour. Um, and I haven't played Madden 20. I was always a Madden fan growing up. Uh, that was how I um, earned a few extra bucks in college, you know, play little games, uh, take some kids' money. Um, wow. And, <laughs> and uh, Mario Kart Tour, it, it's, uh, it came, I think it was, I believe it's a mobile game. And as soon as it went live, like, like, I think the servers had went down at one point because everybody was trying to download account kind of the same way that Pokemon Go got really big. Um, so I can definitely see why that won. Yeah, absolutely. Kanan, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I guess there was definitely some uh, confusion on the, uh, the, the score sheet because I think we, I think we mislabeled and we had, uh, Super Smash Brothers, but yeah, Mario Kart 4 uh, actually took home the title, which, I mean, there I don't think there was like a ton of great sports games this year, so I mean, I could definitely see, uh, you know, why Mario Kart took it over um, uh, Madden. I feel like Madden's kind of the same game every year. Mario Kart's a little bit more fun, so uh, I definitely can see, uh, you know, why it went the way it did. And Marty, finally, last but not least, what are your thoughts on the winner of this category? 
Um, yeah, I'm pretty much uh, in agreement here. Uh, Mario Kart is another one of those games that uh, I can't stay on the road, so I, I suck at it. Uh, but uh, and uh, uh, my my god my grandson gives me hell for that. Uh, but uh, Madden, like you said, you mean to me, I'm almost to the point where once I've played one, I've played them all. But uh, you know, they keep bringing them out, and I, I'm I'm not sure exactly what the improvements are. But I mean, it is Madden, so that alone it will uh, garner some attention. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, just because I allowed you the game doesn't mean that the fans don't have it right. So uh, it's all good. It is, it is. And so, guys, with that is the end of our award list. We went through all of them. We went through the picks of the fans, and I think for the most part, the fans got it right. And whew, there was a lot to go through in the past decade and a lot to go through in the past year. But, you know, we trucked along and we did it. Um, and, you know, maybe the Oscars will take an example from us and while they're picking their winners and their nominees. Not likely, though, at all. But uh, while we got about four freaking minutes, let's do this lightning quick. I would like to ask you guys what your most anticipated movie for 2020 is, starting with Seaman. Uh My most anticipated movie for 2020 is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Absolutely. Dom, what is yours? I think I'm going to go with Ah, yes. Uh, Marty, what is your most anticipated? Uh, I'm with with Wonder Woman. Uh, I mean, any chance I can see Gal Gadot, I'm down. (laughs) Absolutely. Normally, I would have said Black Widow, just because, again, David Harbour. But that Wonder Woman freaking trailer just blew me away. So I'm going to have to say Wonder Woman 84. Um, Yeah, we got a lot of fantastic movies coming out in 2020, and maybe we should even do an award show at the end of this year. But um, while I got you guys for the next three minutes, uh, as I always do in my show personally, I'd like to go around and kind of just ask everyone to tell the audience where where we can find you and what we can look forward to. So uh, Kanan, our editor-in-chief here, you know, what should the uh, audience have to look out for for Geek Vibe Nation? Uh, just continue to follow us on Twitter at Geek Vibes Nation uh, for, you know, tons of great content uh, from our writers, tons of great content from our podcasters, uh, lots of giveaways, lots of screenings, uh, just great uh, conversation that we have, and uh, just a lot more coming up. Awesome. Dom, what can we expect from you? What do you have on the horizon? Uh, You'll see a lot more reviews from me. Uh, I have about three coming up, uh, and I'm sure there's going to be probably 100 more. Uh, The revamp of my personal podcast is coming soon. And then, of course, you'll hear me on you know, geeks against the grain, or or geeks geek vibes live, or interview. You'll 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 hear my voice. You'll see my my writing. So yeah, I'll be around. He's not kidding when he says he has about a hundred more things coming up. Because as I said in the beginning of the show, he sees more movies in a month than I do in a year. But Marty, what can we expect from you? Uh, you know, in two thousand uh, two thousand twenty. God, not two thousand nineteen. <laughs> 
said, uh, you can expect from me pretty much uh, the same that you've been getting the last year, which is as little as I can. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> still be doing uh, 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 articles with a historical uh, base to them, mainly because I'm the oldest person around. And uh, basically, you said, you can see me at uh, ML Sexton underscore WWAAN. And, of course, just look for me at Geek 5 Nation, which is where I, my litter box is sitting. Absolutely. And, everyone, I do want to take a moment to thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Please like and subscribe. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vero, uh, Geek Vibes Nation. All you have to do is search for us. We do a ton of stuff. And we appreciate the feedback from our fans. And it's just awesome being a geek. Thank you for listening to our Heat 5 Live GBN Awards results show, and we will see you all later. Thank you, guys. Adios. Thank you. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.